This is the Bartender Journey Podcast number 75. We're the podcast that talks all about bartending. Sometimes we talk about cocktails or craft spirits. Sometimes we talk to industry experts. And a lot of times we just tell stories from behind the bar. Stories that hopefully have a uh, sort of a moral or a uh, something you can take away to that'll help you become the best bartender you can be. And that's sort of the whole idea here the, on the Bartender Journey podcast. It's, uh, it's a journey to becoming the best bartender you can be. And uh, of course, that's an unattainable goal, being the best bartender in the world. But uh, it's something you can strive for and always try to get better. And uh, it's an ongoing process. Longtime listeners of the show know me as Vince. Vincent is actually my middle name and my sort of my nickname, but uh, for the first time today, I'm giving my full name on the show. It's Brian Vincent Weber, and the reason I'm doing this today ties into a very cool announcement that I will have on next week's show. And all I can tell you right now it is that it has something to do with Tales of the Cocktail, and, uh, but it's a big announcement. I'm so excited about it, and I can't wait to share it with you guys. So make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes or however you get your podcasts. Uh, Bartender Journey, uh, you find us on iTunes or on our website. Our new website, by the way, bartenderjourney.net is the new address of the Bartender Journey podcast. And uh, But make sure you subscribe, however it is you get your podcasts, um, but this way you'll get it as soon as they become available. And uh, like I said, things are getting extra exciting here on Bartender Journey over the next couple of weeks. And if you're a new listener, first of all, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you here. And you might want to go back um, and listen to the older shows. There's a lot of great, useful information there and fun bartending talk. On the show this week, it's those stories from behind the bar I was talking about with the one and only Vano. And then after that, I have a cool interview with a really nice guy that I met at the Manhattan Cocktail Classic. His name is Paul Ryan, and he produces Loft and Bear Vodka, a great, a really great vodka, which he um, produces in downtown L.A., believe it or not. So first we'll talk to Vano and then to Paul. Vano, it's great to have you back in the studio today. It's good to be it's good to be somewhere. Good to be somewhere. That's it. <laughs> let's, let's kick it, man. All right. What do you want to talk about this week? Uh, I was uh, at a liquor store, okay. and I was uh, buying some uh, spirits from my private stock. Nice. So uh, I go into uh, the liquor store, and um, I love it. I see people, uh, workers near the cash register, and they're talking about bartending. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, interesting. You know. So I'm mm. trying to ear hustle what they're talking about, because it's a small small yeah. place so no matter where you go you can hear the conversation and they're talking about bartending bartending school becoming a mm. bartender all that i go you know i approach the register to uh pay for my uh purchases and uh i knock on the door of the conversation <laughs> meaning that you know i'm not gonna just bogart or blitz my way into that mm. i say you know gentlemen are you guys talking about bartending mm. and they're like yeah i said well i'm a bartender i've bartended for 10 plus years and i'm very passionate about bartending and i, I hear what you guys are talking about what's going on uh-huh. so i asked permission it wasn't like you know because uh-huh. it was a private like we talk about a private conversation they didn't want me to participate i, I fine i respect that yeah. but i you right. know i you know put it out there so you know they they, they opened the door and they start <laughs> telling me about the conversation about bartending school about becoming a bartender that's what it was they were just doing mm-hmm. talk so there was three of them so what i did was i went to uh each one i started with the guy closest to me and i just basically asked everyone the same question i asked what their name was what they do and what what makes a good bartender Dude, and I'm just doing this in a fucking liquor store. I'm just like freestyling, you know? So um, they, they, they basically say the same thing. Mm-hmm. They tell me what they do. They tell me their name. They tell, you know, um, you know personality. You got to go to bartending school. You got to know somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be in shape. You got to, you know, so it was, it was interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So um, after they were done talking, I said, you know, you guys, basically all, all you guys are right in what you were saying. Mm -hmm. I said, it's, it's true what you're saying. And uh, personality is huge. But I said, to be an effective bartender, I go, you got to connect. And for example, I just met you guys. Mm -hmm. And I asked you guys questions and I didn't judge anything you guys said. Mm. It was a safe, comfortable conversation, a friendly conversation. Right. That's a bartender. Mm -hmm. A bartender has the ability where they can meet someone and that person feels like they know that person for a long time. Right. That is magic. Mm -hmm. And so I, I put on like this little clinic mm -hmm. in a bartending, like <laughs> on bartending in a liquor store. And they were like kind of like, they were like, wow, you know, because it was simple. It wasn't like I, I, I just said, it's, it's connecting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I hope that helps you. And yeah. I, I didn't plug Bartender Journey. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, so yeah, and I, I just, I kind of just told them that and they were just kind of like, it was kind of weird. Like it was cool like to see, because I had no idea where I was going. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kind of <laughs> right. just, I just kind of <laughs> instinctively just took over because I am passionate about bartending. Mm. And if I can, I, I want to see other people bartend. Mm -hmm. I want to see people who work at a liquor store actually bartend. They right. have a one up. They have tremendous spirit knowledge. Yeah. And I, I brought that up to them. I said, you guys have a one-up. You work in a liquor store. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah, know little things about this and that that, other, that I don't even know about. Mm. So it was cool. And I walk out and I could tell like I, I, I you know, created that spark. Cool. Oh, I, n I never even thought of that. If people people are having a hard time finding a bartending gig, maybe they want and they, they can't find one. Maybe they want to go uh, to, a, to a liquor store yeah. and buy for a job there. That could be a, a jumping off point for you. I right. never thought of that. <laughs> you know, I talk about my set, working, you know, my new set list when I bartend, you know, when people mm -hmm. order drinks. And a gentleman was ordering a um, scotch on the rocks. Okay. And I talked in a, a couple weeks ago about, you know, when people order scotch on the rocks, I kind of break it down where they can order a, uh, you know, if you add Drambuie, you got a rusty nail. Mm -hmm. If you add Amaretto, you have a uh, Godfather. Sweet vermouth, Rob Roy. So um, I usually wait for the second time they come up. So this guy comes up and um, I, I, I present it to him. You know, I, I see how he reacts because he was, because you know, there's times when people are not into it. Yeah. Like I said, I just That's don't, I, I tap out. This guy was into it. He, he, he did a rusty nail. And for the rest of the night, he drank a rusty nail. So now he has options. And he, he was Probably really... Probably never had one before, yep. right? <laughs> and he was appreciative that uh, I turned him on to that and uh, tipped me nice every time he came up. Mm -hmm. um, what was crazy about this was... Uh, not crazy, but everyone kept approaching this guy. And they were like... Um, complimenting on his job. I had no idea what he, what he did, but he okay. was showing pe people what he did with pictures. Hmm. So... Um, I was, you know, curious, you know, I want to create a conversation. So mm -hmm. I, um, and he gave, I, I kind of, at one point he gave his business card out, I think six or seven times. Right. So I, I asked him, uh, what did he do? Uh -huh. And he was a mason hmm. and he did, um, patios, um, fountains, fire pits. And he was showing me pictures of it. It was cool. really cool. So I, in talking to him, he, he was, he's a mason and, uh, cause people were co complimenting this guy and, and the work he had was amazing. Mm -hmm. So he said, uh, he said basically he gets so busy mm -hmm. that, uh, he has to turn down work Yeah, and that he has five people working for him. He's, he's involved in every project. Mm -hmm. So then we're talking and he's talking about his crew that he works with, works with. And he basically says that, uh, he buys lunch for every one of his workers. Every day. Every day, uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. And in my mind, I'm going, five guys, yeah. $10, yeah. $50, you know, $250,000. i am like, I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And he kept, he, kept, he kept going back to lunch. Hmm. 
that he's, he, you know, he says, he's my, he goes, believe me, you know, you got to, you, you earn it. You work hard for me. That, that's a tree. He goes, I don't want my guys ever to worry about lunch. Nice. Okay. Uh -huh. So I'm, I'm thinking nothing of it. I'm like, yeah, shit, who doesn't like lunch? You know, <laughs> I mean, you work hard, you want a good lunch. Mm -hmm. it, it crossed my mind, but I, 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 I'm like, he's really passionate about lunch, but I just <laughs> laughed about it, you know? Uh -huh. And then dude, this is what's crazy, man. This is what's crazy about bartending, man. <laughs> You have no idea where this fucking story goes, man. No, I have no idea. It's just, it's just it's <laughs> absolutely crazy. So he goes, you know why I'm passionate about lunch? And I'm like, oh boy. Like, you know, I'm interested, like, you know. Yeah. So he, he begins to take me on a journey, man. And uh -huh. he's basically said he grew up poor, mm. okay? And he was on the lunch program in school. Mm. Mm -hmm. So when he went to school, he would get free lunches. Right. And he realized quick what, what people looked, how people looked at him when he got the free lunch. Uh -huh. And people made fun of him. They judged him. Mm. They looked at him differently. And he didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So he didn't eat lunch. Oh. So like me, I'm fucking analytical. Uh -huh. Like I was so into this conversation, people were like, <laughs> I was like, don't go nowhere. Please. And I would serve them. And I went back and I'm like, so uh -huh. you didn't eat lunch. I uh -huh. go, what did you do? Uh -huh. He's like, I went, to the, I went to the gym. I went to the library. I would shoot baskets. He goes, I just wouldn't eat. In my mind, I'm back in elementary school. Yeah, I'm I'm back in elementary school. About that, yeah. I'm I'm got the styrofoam tray. Yeah. I'm online. Uh -huh. I'm getting that shitty pizza, the <laughs> shitty French fries, the hor horrendous chocolate milk, and I'm thinking this. That's the first time you socialize mm. with people other than your family, mm. and this guy couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't say that because right. I didn't want to get too deep. But yeah. in my mind, I'm kind of feeling his fucking pain. Mm. Not that I can relate because I can't relate. Yeah. But he's telling me this shit. So I'm like, so you didn't eat lunch? I go, and then I just, I couldn't help myself. I go, but didn't people notice? Mm. Didn't teachers notice? And he just said he would make up shit like, you know, um, he, he ate on the bus or he had no appetite. Mm. And he basically said that he didn't start really eating lunch in school till he was he started working. He started working at 13, 14, I think I said 14, oh, okay. and uh, he was able to, he, was, he would eat lunch, but up until then, he just wouldn't. What really blew me away with this guy was, he, as a kid, he just said, fuck you to the system, man. He just gave double fingers and said, fuck you, you know? I don't like my situation. I don't like the way I feel. Right. And he, he starved. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, like, how do you, as a kid, like, he had that much of that, that strength. Like, and pride. And well, pride as a young kid. Well, just to, at 14, he had his own job. He still could have been getting the free lunch probably he, at 14, but he wouldn't take it. He, he worked to pay for his own lunch. So, <laughs> and he basically, then he was telling me about, he went to the tech center. He got into masonry and he just, he just excelled in it and he loved it. And he says that he doesn't want his guys ever to worry about lunch. Hmm. It was just, it was just a remarkable story, like and how deep it it got. And it was just... I just was just, I couldn't believe it, like how this, having no lunch, mm. just was like his focal point, that, he, and he was, dude, this guy was, let me tell you, he looked well to do, mm -hmm. like he, he achieved, yeah. he yeah. had his own business, people coming up to him, and he's telling me that, because I, I guess I earned his trust by showing him that drink, and I would have never, ever thought that him buying lunch for his crew because he didn't want, had to do with the fact that he never had lunch. Mm -hmm. And he knows what that feels like. He doesn't want his crew to ever to have to worry about if they're going to eat. Like, I just, it just was very, he didn't talk about his parents. Uh -huh. And I wasn't going to go there. 
because I've learned with bartending, sometimes I would get in these conversations with guests and, you know, you're just curious by nature. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, just, what, you know, what makes me think of when you tell that story, it's like, he's also, uh, you know, bringing his team together with these five guys that work for him and, and him sitting down and, you know, breaking bread as the expression goes, but that goes with bartending too. Cause you know, sharing a meal, sharing a drink, similar experience, right? Yeah. So being, I, you know, being in a bar, I don't look at it like that, man. Being in a bar, you know, it can be a similar, uh, you know, you can make a parallel there, I think. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you know what, man? It's just, I just was getting angry for him. Like his parents, like where was his parents and shit? Uh, well, you know what I mean? Like, but I, like I said, I didn't go there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it was yeah, just... sometimes in a conversation, there, there's parts that are kind of like obviously left out of the story and something in your mind says, don't, don't go there. Don't, I, yeah. don't, don't bring that part of the story up. <laughs> no, I didn't. And, uh, I just was like, I just was like, I turned him on to a rusty nail working in my routine mm-hmm. and it was just, it was just great. I, I, I thanked him for sharing that story to me. Right. I, I, and I never, ever, I don't think thank a guest for sharing a story with me because I really, dude, I was into the story. Like I had people waiting. Like yeah. I had to like, I, and he's like telling me, yo, he's like telling me like, go, you got people over there. And I was like, don't go anywhere, please. I was just so into the story. Well, I got per- personalities. You know how many times we can talk about it on the, on the show here. But, uh, I got a, I got an email from a young bartender from England and, uh, he was talking about his experiences. And one thing he brought up was, uh, you know, he, he, he works in a place where it's, you know, all pretty basic. Um, you know, he serves mostly beer. And uh, I was like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, you're still getting bartending experience. But, uh, you know, he wanted to uh, work in a, like a high-end cocktail bar like we talk about sometimes, you know. And, you know, like I'm like, you know, not everybody works in, in a place like that, you know, at a high-end cocktail bar in Manhattan. Or London, you know. Actually, he's not far from London. I said, you know, I hear there's a great cocktail scene in London. If that's what you really uh, aspire to do, um, maybe you can work your way in there. But you know, it's um, not, not everywhere in the world is, is serving you know eighteen dollar cocktails. <laughs> I love those places. Don't get me wrong. I love going to them in Manhattan. You know, I don't. I, they're not. We don't. Where I work, we're not serving eighteen dollar cocktails. I'll tell you that. And uh, so, uh, but the one thing he did say was. Uh, his, uh, you know, and they're in England, so the tipping's different over there. You know, not everybody tips, and he he was saying he rarely rarely gets more than a couple of pounds a night. You know, tip. Uh, but he, one thing he said that made a lot of sense. He said, "But I've never gotten a tip based on the drink I made. It's always my personality." Yeah. And I I, I was like, "Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what we that's what we talk about on the show." You know. So my, my advice to that to that young man in, in England would be. I would love to know what he has in his inventory uh-huh. and f- just like write everything he has and then just search right. with those ingredients. Like he, like he can create his own set with the drinks he has and probably find vintage cocktails and maybe just a few things he can That's recommend right. to the owner. You know, right, yeah. Get this, get that where, yeah, you know, and it's just, that, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta knock it out of the park. You have to be that guy where you gotta do something differently that other people aren't doing. You can't do what everyone's doing. You got to create your own style, man. Mm-hmm. You got to be like what Jimi Hendrix did to the guitar yeah. playing. You got to be that as a bartender. You got to just find your own flair, your own style, and and that's it. Turns heads, man. I, that's what I would do if I was that kid. I would find out everything that I have and then you know and just create stuff that people haven't heard of and try to have you know background knowledge. Like you know, with, just like we talked when I talked about Daniels on Ice. And that kid from Florida says that he tells people 
that mm-hmm. that's what Sinatra referred to as Jack Daniels on the on ice. I want mm-hmm. Daniels on ice, and people love hearing that. I use that all the time. People <laughs> bug out whenever when someone orders Jack Daniels on the rocks. Uh, you know, I said, you know, like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I'm in New York, New Jersey. Everybody loves you know Sinatra. They're like, yeah, why? I said, you know, that was his favorite drink, and he refers to it. He referred to it as Daniels on ice. That's what they call it. You know, it's yeah. the, what am I doing? I'm not doing anything great. I'm not. I'm not making me a better bartender than the guy next to me. I just right. provided that little piece of information yeah. that now he's knowledgeable. You know, yeah. so that's my thing, man. I think I saw some more Jack Daniels is coming out with a special Frank Sinatra edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's that email from that that kid in England. He says, uh, "I never got a tip for making a great drink. It's always personality and and uh, going out of my way and doing something extra." So uh, that makes a lot of sense. He also talks about uh, when he goes out. Um, observing other bartenders or other bartenders that he works with, showing confidence without being cocky. Um, yeah, you're you're right on there, dude. You can't. You want to be confident. You don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing, but uh, you don't want to look like uh, a jerk off either. So, <laughs> yep, yeah, you're right. You're right on. You're right on uh, point there, dude. Even if you have experience and you, you're cocky, you, you're sabotaging yourself because mm-hmm. you 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 need you need help. Yeah. There's inside shit you need to know about where you're working and if. I work with people. Sometimes they come and they have attitudes, and I'm like, fine, whatever. But they they're like tumbleweed. They just roll in and they quickly roll out because they don't. They're not a team player. Mm-hmm. They think they know it all. And like, true confidence versus false confidence. Mm-hmm. That's what you got. You want to be confident, not cocky. Absolutely. Confident, and but uh, humble at the same time. Yeah, I mean, right? it had, you know, you know, having me, man, was kind of it kind of sucked, man. I you know I, um, I this young bartender, young bartender. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really into it. And uh, this lady ordered a drink for a lady, for her friend. Right. And I'm making it. And she looks, she goes, not him. And she points to me. <laughs> she goes, that bartender. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, you know, because he made the drink for her. And I've never really <laughs> had to ever deal with that. And I was like, fuck, this sucks. You know, but I had, you know, it was, he, he made the drink better. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, you know, and he was cool. He was like, he was like looking at me like, you know, don't worry about it, bro. I, I didn't care, <laughs> but it's like, it's just like you gotta be humble, man. This shit happens, man. That hasn't <laughs> exactly. happened to me in a long time. When I worked, when I worked at the catering hall with you, that would happen with me a lot because I would make that. You know, I would always make one special. You know, for the lady who didn't. I don't know what I want. You know, and I'd come up with something, and then before you know it, everybody in the room's drinking it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, they're telling, "Oh, get it from that guy." You know, and then I go whatever to get more ice or take a break or whatever. You know, and I come back, and you know, two bartenders like. They want you to make them that drink, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the other bartenders didn't like it much. Nah, it's, uh, it's, it's and I got to tell you, and I talked about this drink uh, quite a few times on the podcast: the strawberry cheesecake martini, vanilla vodka, pineapple, cranberry amaretto. It, it just steals the show. And like I said, I want to be known for the americano drink or yeah. <laughs> a Godfather. I don't want to, but it's just, it's just, I make money on it, and people go crazy. So I mean, I'm telling you, try it out. People go. It's just, it just, it's like wildfire. Mm-hmm. And in a martini, just you know. So it's you know, what you got to you know, whatever pays the bills, man. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, you want to serve the people what they want. You know, it's, yeah, it's great to it's great to uh, open their horizons and give them you know make them get them to try something new like you were talking about. That's awesome, you know. But so it, it, it doesn't always work. Not everybody wants that. No, nah, I mean sometimes wants, they just they, want their cosmos. A lot of people want sweet <laughs> yep. drinks, man. Strong sweet drinks, and you know it. And that's it. And you know what? If you're tipping me, I'll make you whatever you want, man. Yep. I mean, it's the bottom line. So, and you know, and it's it's it sucks when. A guest comes up and they want that you to make that drink, mm-hmm. and it, it happens a lot. 
Because I put a lot of work in it. See, we're talking about the show. I, I'm, I'm thinking of a set list as a bartender. Mm. You know, like a routine. How many bartenders do that? Yeah. I'm sure there are, but, you know, they go to work and they just wing it. I'm not winging it, man. I'm, I'm, I've already <laughs> got plans. Mm-hmm. If you want this, I got, I'm going to offer you that mm-hmm. on top of what you want. Mm-hmm. So three to one. You, this is what you want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you to – I'm putting on a clinic. Mm-hmm. So you, now you, you drink that, but you can also have these drinks. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you, you walk away like, wow. <laughs> you know, so that, I mean, that's the plan, man. And uh, That's cool, dude. Very try to make cool. it fun, make money, and uh, yeah. enjoy it, man. And always be learning. That's it. A-B-L. Always be cleaning is a, another common bartender expression. Always be closing business. <laughs> always be closing, right. <laughs> All right, here's that interview with Mr. Paul Ryan that I told you about at the beginning of the show. Paul, how are you? Vince, how are you? Great, great. Thanks for coming on the show with us. Oh, not a problem. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. It was very, uh, very cool hanging out with you at the Manhattan Cocktail Classic. Oh, uh, yes. That, how was that? Uh, how did you enjoy that experience? You know, it was nice. It was nice. That was uh, our second, I guess, convention that we've been a part of. Okay. So uh, we enjoyed ourselves. And, and, you know, New York is always a, a nice place to go spend some time. So. Oh, yeah. Definitely don't have any regrets. <laughs> <laughs> did you hit up any uh, fun cocktail bars while you were in the city? We did hit up a few. Um, I can't remember their names, but there's pretty well-known bars that we went to. I think we went to uh, something like Death's Door or some, something along those lines. Death, I, Death I'm and still Company? I'm still trying to learn my – yeah, Death and Company. There you That's go. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Nice. Um, and I thought it was a nice place, you know, good ambiance, good feel, great cocktails. Yeah, so. yeah, very cool. Well, let's uh, let's introduce you. You're the you're the proprietor of Loft and Bear Vodka, which is made in downtown LA. So uh, my first question is, it's a very cool name. Where where did you come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I I have a very small still, so I produce actually in a loft downtown. That's kind of the benefits of having a small still. Of course, the downside is, you know, I don't produce a very large volume, but. Right. Uh, that's partially where the name came from. And then uh, the bear part is actually a, a mutual nickname between myself and my investor. So uh, we just kind of paired the two up and thought it was a good fit. Oh, nice. Well, it's a, it's a great product. I really enjoyed um, talking to you and tasting your product. And uh, I mixed up uh, a few of the cocktails that you suggested here so we can uh, kind of try them as we talk. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to reveal your age, but you're a pretty young guy. And uh, how did you uh, wind up making, making vodka? <laughs> well, I don't have any problem talking about my age. I'm, I'm actually I'm 28 years old. Wow. I actually started learning to distill about four or five years ago. I actually owned a construction company with my mother, hmm. and we were going through an arbitration. And essentially, I kind of decided it wasn't really my the business that I wanted to, you know, focus my energy on. You know, it was something that I did to kind of support her because um, construction for a woman is much more difficult than what people might expect. Yeah, uh, so, no doubt. You know, I just decided, let me buy a still. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a big vodka drinker, uh-huh. and I feel like I could make this on my own. Right. You know? So essentially, you know, you'd be surprised how many resources online there are for people to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, because so many people do it at home, you know, in their garage, you know, at, at work. <laughs> you know, you'd be very surprised. Um, it's funny. There's a guy in my building who was like, oh, you have a distillery in here. I was like, yeah. He's like, man, don't tell anybody. I'm, uh-huh. I'm distilling in my my office over here. Right. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, can you, uh, can you not blow us up, please? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. After after about four years, you know, I've gotten to a point where I, I did, I was able to, you know, acquire an investor and 
you know, obtain a space where I could distill and create a product. And now we're kind of in the process of getting that product out there. So it's, it's great. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's cool. I think people love the story of, you know, uh, whether it's a bar or, or at a liquor store, you know, oh, this stuff is made, you know, half a mile away. And, you know, and there's this cool guy that runs it and I met him and he comes in here all the time. You know, I, I think people like that kind of thing, you know. It's it's great. You know, it's almost like uh, it's almost like people, you know, people like a certain band. They want to know more about that band, you know. <laughs> they want to know all about the people in the band mm-hmm. and where they come from and all that. So uh, I think it's a very cool thing. Yeah, well, it's it's awesome, and it's exactly what you said. I mean, I'll go into places, and you know, for me, I wish I could get out to more places, you know, more on-premise restaurants and bars because there's so many within LA, you know. But uh, sure. somebody's got to, <laughs> somebody has to make the product. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, uh, you you sent me a couple of recipes here that I have uh, kind of pre pre-made and uh the marty con i like that <laughs> that's yes. uh for anybody who doesn't know that's the don Cheadle character in house of lies which is an awesome show yeah that's a, i mean that's a great show i and the reason i actually use that character's name uh is in one of the season finales he talks about purchasing a craft distillery so i thought it was pretty cool oh wow um, <laughs> And that's kind of why I was like, you know, let's just get creative with the name. You know, at first we're going to go with something like the Loft Martini or something like that. But right. it was in, uh, that's kind of straightforward and, and simple. So I wanted to kind of get, at least get a little creative. Nice. I it, like you know. it. Well, uh, basically, it's, uh, we have two ounces of the uh, Loft and Bear vodka and half an ounce of uh, Dolan Blanc or uh, Dry Vermouth and uh, orange bitters. So uh, I actually used one drop of um, Regan's orange bitters and one of Angostura orange bitters. So. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and that that's a great cocktail. We took that to our first convention, which was actually in Vegas, and people loved it. Um, it's a little bit on the sweeter end. It complements the vodka well because the vodka can have a little bit of a sweet taste to it you know the, the winter grains and the, you know the kind of the caramel flavor to it mm. and then that vermouth is also a little bit sweet so right you complement those two and it's kind of it's a good match it's a good match yep there you go all right i'm gonna stir mine up with some ice here <laughs> my, of course my favorite part of the show <laughs> no, I need one of those soon, but it's only one fifteen out here. <laughs> I've done interviews with people on the West Coast before, and it's always the same thing. <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's, it's just about happy hour here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you've got all these, you know, you've got all the World Cup games on, so that's some reason to maybe grab a libation right. or two. That's it. Very, very smooth martini, you know. There's always big uh, controversy, you know, real martinis made with gin. But, I, you know, I actually, I, I love vodka martinis. And, and this one has a lot of flavor to it, a lot of character. Yeah, I love it. No, I, I'm glad that you enjoy it. I, uh, martini, it was important that I got a martini right because my investor is mm-hmm. a huge martini drinker. So you had, you had, I, had um, so I had a vested interest. Yeah, who? Um, so tell us about the guy that was uh, at the at the Manhattan Cocktail Classic with you. He 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 comes up with these recipes, or he, what's his story? Yeah, so uh, his 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 name is Carl Stuck. Okay, he's a great guy. I met him um, while he was actually working at the restaurant downstairs, uh-huh. and he was a bar manager there. He he kind of developed the bar program. He was one of the first people that really said, you know, I really want to take this cocktail, put it on the menu and do all these great things. I really believe in the product. He came up, he saw my distillery and, um, 
know, we've been friends ever since, but I'm guilty of, you know, basically taking him from, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> restaurant and saying, look, you know, just come work with me. You know? Right, right. And for me, it was kind of more, I think, the biggest thing about having somebody who's working with you, whether it's as a brand ambassador or sales, is that they believe in the product. Sure. That's why I decided to go with him, you know. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, I'll have a larger team, you know, as I grow. But he really was there. He's really supported it. And he's created some amazing cocktails that we work with. And, you know, people love him. And he's, a, you know, a great friend of mine now. So couldn't complain. Couldn't ask for anything more. Right. So next we have the Loft Classico. And uh, this is this is fun. You uh, you suggested um, uh, infusing the lofted bear with cardamom, and uh, that was that was a cool idea. I only I only did it earlier today, you know, so about five hours ago. But it really did take on some of the some of the uh, characters of that, and I, I like that very much. That I, it's not something I ever made before, so that that was cool to be exposed to that. And uh, this is sort of a twist on a Negroni here, right? Oh yes, that is that was his twist on uh, Negro on the Negroni and. You know, he wanted to create something that kind of stood out. I mean, especially in New York, we kind of created that cocktail for MCC uh, mm -hmm. just because we know that it's such a cocktail culture out there, you know. Right, right. And if if we could show that, you know, our vodka was diverse in, in how you can work with it, then it might actually show people something and say, okay, well, it is a little bit different than some of these other vodka brands. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, the, he got creative. Yeah, I like it. the uh, The original recipe was uh, let's see, we got one ounce. Well, it's equal equal parts, of course, because it's an agroni type cocktail, and uh, equal parts uh, the loft and bear cardamom infused, uh, Grand Classico bitter, which actually I couldn't find that particular bitter, um, and uh, the last is uh, sweet vermouth. And uh, what I love is you have the uh, rosemary salt rimmed glasses. That's a great idea. So I, ma I made some of that, and it's um, that's a lot of fun. I actually had some black Hawaiian sea salt that I used <laughs> with the with the wow. yeah with the uh, with the fresh rosemary. It's really cool. So um, oh, that's awesome. So like I said, I couldn't find the um, the Grand Classico, so I made two variations with with what I had. I made one with Campari, and then uh, one with Amaro. So uh, and uh, I'm a big fan of both of those things, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, the, so the, the Grand Classico, uh, it's actually a lighter Campari. So, the, okay. you know, Campari has a very distinct taste to it. Yeah. Um, the, the Grand Classico isn't as overpowering as, as what a Campari generally is. Right. So that's what you would have gotten from that, you know, if you would have found yeah, yeah. it. But everybody enjoyed it. It's funny. We actually had a, <laughs> a woman from uh, CNBC actually tweeted us and she was like, I think this is my favorite cocktail of the whole, <laughs> the whole convention. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. I, rem I remember it was, it was awesome. My, mine here with the Campari, the, the Campari does overpower everything else, you know. I mean, you really taste the Campari more than anything, but, mm -hmm. uh, but it, but still, I mean, it tastes, it tastes great. And the, um, the salt is, the salt is great. You gotta, yeah, you gotta it, seek it this out. It complements well. You gotta see, you gotta seek <laughs> out this black Hawaiian sea salt. It's awesome. I think I bought it on. I think I bought it on Amazon, and and uh, I just made you know some fresh margaritas with it. When I as soon as I got it, it was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, I have to pass that along and tell him to try that out. Yeah. Uh, Giving away. It's funny. He, it's funny. He actually. So Carl actually creates all these cocktails, and for me, I'm I'm just now really learning that the cocktail culture. You know, yeah. I have a. a 
what I consider a decent palate. But, you know, for somebody who's been in the industry and in that cocktail bar management industry for 10, 15 years, I think their experience goes far beyond mine, you know. So it's sure. it's fun to be able to see my product, you know, being used in these different ways that even I didn't even think of. You yeah, know? yeah, so, of course. Yeah, it really awesome. opens your horizons, you know. And, definitely, uh, definitely. And then, uh, of course, the, the recipe, I think, specified... Uh, large ice cube and the ice, I'm finding out the ice is so critical to a great cocktail, you know, it really is Oh a, yeah, a bit, a nice big ice, you know, one big, nice ice cube in here is, is perfect. It's beautiful. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it changes the whole, it changes the drink, you it changes know, the experience the, the of it, you know, it's amazing. exactly, exactly. I mean, it doesn't melt as fast as, as the smaller ice cubes and, you know, it just creates a different experience for people. You'd be surprised how many people at MCC were just commenting, oh, these are so nice, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like we were we were excited about it because we actually had to pay an extra fee for those larger ice cubes, yeah, you know? Um, so, you know, they were like, oh, we're bringing the regular ice. And he said, oh, can you bring us large ice cubes? They're like, oh. <laughs> that's going to be extra. <laughs> yeah, that's going to cost you. But uh, it's it's worth the investment, you know, as far as... Yeah, you well, know. I mean, especially the people you were you were serving there at the Manhattan Cocktail Classic, they're they're gonna appreciate the difference. And uh, yeah, you know, you go you go into any uh, even even mid to high end cocktail bar in Manhattan these days, and you're not getting that chipped ice, you know, that is basically designed to fill up as much room in the glass as possible. You know, <laughs> you get you're getting mm-hmm. good quality ice because it makes such a such a difference in the drink. The second cocktail, the um, the second version of the uh, the Loft Classico came out really great with the Amaro. Really? Yeah. And cool. uh, oh, yeah, you should try this. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> oh, I'll, I definitely. I wish I had everything here to make that right now. I oh, would man. throw one together myself. Yeah, Amaro, Amaro is an amazing ingredient. And it really blends well with um, with with the vodka. Oh, and the the lemon, the orange twist. It's excellent. The salt. It all goes together really well. Yeah, well, it sounds like your glass is empty over there. So uh, no, I, no, I actually have a bunch of full good. glasses all around me here. <laughs> it must have been pretty good. Mm. Uh, that is awesome. I I always enjoy whenever people say that they enjoy a cocktail or just tasting, you know, my product because I feel like I've put so much work into it. It's like yeah, I really appreciate it. You know. Oh yeah. Um, and I try and encourage people. Kind of the reason I started this whole thing was also just because I wanted to encourage people to follow their own passions, right? Oh, um, that's great. So I feel like if I can show that, then I've done my job outside of creating, you know, my vodka. So wow, that's so cool. You know? That's so cool that you say that because you know, I mean, this is something that I've really wanted to get into. With you know, it's it's great being a bartender, but you know, it's not something you can do forever, and it's you know, you don't you don't want to be out at the bar until three in the morning every night, you know, <laughs> but I, you know, I love mm-hmm. the co- the cocktail culture and the spirits business. So, um, personally, I'd love, I'd love to create something like this myself. So talking about giving back, you're giving five, what is it? 5% of your profits to charity? Oh yeah. Yes. So we are working with path, which is a organization that's based in LA and San Diego. Um, and their main goal is to support, uh, Basically, homelessness, um, displaced families, uh, wounded warriors, mm. uh, basically any, anyone within the community 
that is, you know, is or has hit some type of hard strife. So um, it was nice to actually get linked up with them because, you know, I have a, I I feel strongly about helping people. Mm. You know, I feel like Mm -hmm. even if you can't help everyone, at least try and help the people within your community. Right. You'd be surprised or I'm sure a lot of people have heard of Skid Row uh, down here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm actually like one and a half, two blocks from Skid Row. (laughs) You know, I didn't okay. realize that was a real so, place. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a real place. And um, you'd be surprised. If I were to drive you down that street, it's it's probably a, a five-block radius. Um, wow. It's it's sad. It's really sad. And you see people who are just there, <laughs> down and out. And I've talked to some of them. And when I run across the bridge, I'll talk to some of them. But it's just really sad, and I feel like it's our duty. I think it's it's only right that you support what's in your backyard to try and help them do better, you know, and get back on their feet. And because mm-hmm. you don't know what people are going through, you know. That's so, awesome, Paul. Yeah. yeah, and if I could build that into my business plan in the beginning, I don't have to necessarily worry about okay, where can I find it later down the line when mm-hmm. you know you always feel like your money's tied up, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so it's, cool. Uh, yeah, thank you. And Path is awesome. You know, Path is awesome. We have a good relationship with them. It's a good thing. That it sure is. That's that's amazing, man. Definitely a good thing. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I I can get long winded because no, I like no, talking I, about that stuff. No, I appreciate your time. I really do. And uh, I don't want to keep you. I'm sure you have you have vodka to make. It's, <laughs> I know. It's, right? it's the middle of the day in LA, so uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't want to take but, up to your too much of your time. But uh, I I really hey, appreciate. Well, you it. know what? The beauty of it is. The beauty of it is I can make – I generally spend all my time in my distillery, so I can make vodka at any, any time during the day. Yeah. So. There's probably vodka being made right now as we talk, right? There, there's The pieces are in motion right now. All right. <laughs> so so it, it is uh, Loft awesome. and Bear, where is it available? Right now it's just California, um, mainly just L.A. We have opportunities for many different states, but right. it's actually – you know just because of my – uh, capacity right now right i can only produce x amount uh so gotcha. mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah la is the place to get it so if you actually go to our website uh loftandbear.com you can see all the restaurants so i'm sure there's some missing on the list <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh restaurants and a few uh retail outlets you can actually order it online so oh cool you can order it online, but can it be delivered outside of California or no? Uh, yeah, it just depends on the state that you're ordering okay. to. Okay. Um, every state is different. You'll see if you go to a web, the website, they'll say, you know, available in all states except. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it just depends. <laughs> all right. Well, I will encourage my listeners, if you're in one of those states that you can get it, you should check it out because it's, it's a great product. It's, uh, he's, Paul's a great guy. Tastes great. <laughs> I'm gonna say hey. I'm gonna send you that recipe for with the the, the one that I'm drinking here with the Amaro because uh, I only just tried it you know as we were speaking here so you might you might want to check it out yeah definitely send me that Vince and I, I appreciate you having me on the show it means a lot so uh, thank you very much oh thank you Paul I really appreciate it. Well, that was really cool talking to Paul Ryan of Lofton Bear, and uh, he's he's a great guy, and I hope I get to share a cocktail with him again in the future sometime. And uh, check out his website, loftandbear.com. Speaking of websites, our new website is bartenderjourney.net. 
That's the new place to find all things Bartender Journey. You can listen to the show there, and you can uh, find show notes. And uh, actually, I talked to Paul for uh, longer than you hear here, so uh, I'll try to uh, get around to posting the full-length interview there on our website. But even though I cut down that interview a little bit, this turned out to be an extra long version of Bartender Journey between the chat with Venno and uh, with Paul. So this was an action-packed show. And, uh, of course, in the beginning I was talking about the big announcement that's coming next week. If all things go as planned, next Tuesday we'll be announcing a big, uh, making a big announcement having to do with Tales of the Cocktails. So uh, looking forward to that, and uh, we appreciate your support. Hey, if you go on our website, bartenderjourney.net, you can find our tip cup page, and there you can help support the show. The show uh, could use your help to keep the lights on, keep uh, keep the files posted up on the internet. That's uh, it costs money to do that, and uh, leave us a tip. We'd really appreciate any help at all that you can give, uh, no, bat- no matter how big or small. Don't be confused. There's a box there that says recurring payments. Um, that would be great if you want to do that and make it a recurring payment, but you don't have to. So uh, as long as the box that says recurring payment is not checked, it's just a one-time thing, and uh, you'll see it goes to me, Brian Vincent Weber. And uh, it, like I said, it's just used to... Um, support the uh, technical issues that have to be paid for around here to keep the podcast going. It goes through PayPal, and it's all very secure. We appreciate any support you can give, and we appreciate you listening, and we love to hear from you anytime. You can email me at vince.bartender at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at barkeeptips. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening.